listening to Pet Candy. This show is brought to you by Brave Paws Anxiety and Stress Support Chewables for Dogs, Thunderstorms, Vet Visits, Fireworks, Separation Anxiety, and more. Every day can be a Brave Paws day. Check out mybravepaws.com. She's looking down his face. Initiating sound check. Clay, take it away. Take the equipment away? Yes. Okay. I shouldn't be allowed to have it. Welcome to our new show, Obsessed. A show where we talk about whatever it is we're currently obsessed with. I'm Caitlin Palmer. I'm Clay. And we're Obsessed. Obsessed. Hey, Clay, how are you? I know it's past your bedtime. Okay, so this is what we're doing. Yeah, we're going to do sheep puns. I don't have a story, but we are pet sitting for some sheep, and they're pretty amazing. Yeah, the, the sheep have some wild pets that we are pet sitting. Yeah, the sheep, we're, we're, we're pet sitting the sheep's pets. Which are humans. It's really, the dichotomy is very strong. I mean, kind of. There's a lot of sheep here. There's a lot of sheep here. <laughs> hey, Clay. Okay. So I've got some sheep jokes. You ready? I'm guessing you've looked all of these up beforehand because I see you're scrolling through your phone. Mm-hmm. I, I'm guessing you've saved these. Always. Okay. So before you start, these must be really good then since mm-hmm. you've had prep time. Oh, they're terrible. They're really bad. Fantastic. I know. It makes them better. What do you call a rumor among sheep? Heard it through the grapevine. Okay, that one's less sheep and more about livestock in general. What do you get? Go away, Reader's Digest. God. (laughs) You're interrupting my perfect dad joke. You're interrupting my perfect dad joke. Now it's not a good dad joke anymore. (laughs) Roles have been reversed today. Today I'm the boo daddy. So (laughs) what do you get when you cross a sheep and a rhino? I, I don't know. A unicorn. That's that one was a, a stretch. They really wanted that one to work. You know how sheep greet each other? They say, "Hey, how you doing?" Oh, that's so bad. These are terrible. These are the worst. Hold on. You want a good dad joke? Let me just kind of pull um, it out your butt. What's a sheep's favorite rap singer? Soldier Boy. What? No, it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, high five. All right. I love that. Uh, No, you cannot follow up my dad joke with one of those. Those are crimes for which a punishment has yet to be invented. These are so bad, they're unheard of. Yeah, see, that's not... (laughs) It's just not They're really bad. Yeah, that's apt. (laughs) Anyway, how about a little bit of ASMR? Mm. Ooh, that was good. Clay opens those with his mouth. So he takes the Barks, the glass root beer, can, root beer bottles, <laughs> and opens them with his teeth and then drinks it, and it's crisp. It's very good. So good. So what is your subject? Everybody's been wanting Baba Yaga, but you said that since I did a hag last week, you're not going to do Baba Yaga. Yeah, I'm going to have to put off Baba Yaga. Um, That's not cool. No, maybe not, but... I don't know. I'm not going to do two witches back to back. Sounds like a good time to me. <laughs> well, definitely not if one of them is a boo hag. Oh, yeah. No, boo hags are no good. Yeah, no, I don't think I want to be romantically involved with a boo hag. Oh, no, my wife is quietly weeping now. Yeah. Is there something you want to tell me? 
<laughs> can we talk about the skin? <laughs> Clay, would you be open to talking about the skin? <laughs> so actually, my subject today actually loves sheep, like to eat. Is it a werewolf? No. Hmm. They they like human hearts. Today's subject is actually my favorite among mythos. Ooh. So let's start with a quote from one of its kind. Ooh. Wait, do I know this thing? Like, is this something you're going to say what it is? I'm going to be like, oh my I'm going to start in this quote and you're immediately going to know what this I'm is. I'm so excited. My armor is it's like. Dragons! <laughs> it's dragons! You're doing dragons! <laughs> Jesus, I thought I would at least get to the first comparison. My armor is as tall. <laughs> Close. My armor is like tenfold shields. My teeth are swords. My claws, spears. The shock of my tail, a thunderbolt. My wings, a hurricane. And my breath, death. Oh, Smaug. Smaug. Hey, can we get um, a bearded dragon and name it Smaug the Great and Terrible? Yes, but not right now. Damn it. There's a Herp show this weekend and I'm really We're in the middle of a podcast. We Mm. can't just go and get a bearded dragon. Okay, fine. Especially not at like nine at night. We'll wait till this weekend. Uh, so yes, today we are talking about dragons. So what is a dragon? Asked the person who has never seen any movie or read any book. <laughs> At all, ever. <laughs> At all, period. Dragons vary in description depending on the culture uh, describing them to you, but are most often large reptilian creatures of legend. And that's about the only thing I can say for sure, uh, for certain that encompasses all of the variations. But even that isn't entirely true as some have been described as the size of insects or... Even horse-like. Oh, babies. Yeah, talking about little pixie dragons or the Kirin. So how old are dragons? Old AF. Yeah, uh, both the dragons themselves and the lore about dragons. So ancient Indian sources like the Rig Veda, one of the oldest texts in the world, dated around 1500 BC, uh, speaks of the great dragon, Vricha. Get it right, Clay. He is a great dragon. He's a great dragon. Uh, who had to be killed by the god Indra to release the waters of heaven onto earth. Yeah, very grandiose. So. I always thought that was pronounced Grandois. I'm pretty sure it's, I don't know which one it is now. You've gaslighted oh, me into. Yeah. <laughs> so stories of dragons have likely been circulating before that, but that's the best documented that we can find. Uh, but that being said, at least documented, they are well over 3,500 years old. Would you say that they're a tale as old as time? That song's not about dragons. It's Wanna about love. eat the sheep. <laughs> well, now it's a little bit more about dragons. Yeah. Um, so in Greece, the word dracon, from which the English word was derived, was used originally for any large serpent. That's where we get, you know, the word we currently use, dragon, dracon. Yeah, very similar. You can see where we've bastardized that into our own word. Yeah. Dragonheart was my favorite movie. Dragonheart was a great movie. Dragonheart was, oh my God. Dragons are part of lore from all around the globe. Every continent, except Antarctica, has a dragon legend. Antarctica, get on that. Yeah, get dunked on. More interesting is that scholars believe that dragon legends evolved independently in Europe and China, as well as the Americas and Australia. Yeah, we so all of these different cultures have a dragon, and these are cultures that did not interact with one another. Many of these places were cut off from one another for very long spans of time, and still managed to describe very similar creatures. Right. I'm going to say some words that I may not be able to pronounce uh, correctly, uh, but the Mushasu of ancient Mesopotamia... Mesopotamia? Mesopotamia. What did I say? Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia. It's close. It's older than Mesopotamia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. 
It's a book. It's the Mesopotamia. <laughs> uh, Apep in Egyptian mythology. Vritra from the Rig Veda. Uh, the Leviathan in the Hebrew Bible. <gasps> we love Leviathan. Uh, the Lernaean Hydra in Greek mythology. Oh, we hate a Hydra. Uh, Jormungandr, Nidhogger, and Fafnir in oh, Norse mythology. Nidhogg. Quetzalcoatl in Aztec mythos. And oh. the Ninki Nanka of West Africa. I didn't know Quetzalcoatl was a dragon. I thought she was a bird. Yeah, so what you're talking about, you thought it was a, a bird. There's mm-hmm. a reason for that, because it is a feathered dragon. It is a specific <gasps> body type of dragon that I'll, I'll discuss more in depth. There are main two distinctions when talking about dragons, and those can be further broken down into categories of body type. The two main branches are basically divided as Western and Eastern. There is some crossover between physical appearance in these, but for the most part, they are set apart by this geographic distinction. Western dragons are usually symbols of evil in both the chivalric and Christian traditions, and Eastern dragons are usually symbols of power and hidden wisdom, though both uh, symbolize the untamed wild and the unforgiving fury of nature. Yeah, so that's kind of how they're they're split. It's sort of like good dragons and bad dragons. Aww. Oh, no, I don't want to say bad dragons. Good dragons and evil dragons. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say it. Right. Somebody yeah, no, knows they... the joke I'm making. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, dra- dragons, while namely being large lizards, still vary quite dramatically from culture to culture. The two most familiar would be the European dragons and the Chinese dragons. Yes. So just saying those words, you can immediately think of those those two dragons. Right. The Chinese dragon is the long serpentine snake, like, <laughs> has a beard. Has a beard. Is very That's the main thing is that it has a beard. Yeah. Uh, the European dragon is mostly depicted as having two wings attached to the back and four legs. It almost always breathes fire and is commonly green or red in color. Yeah. This is probably what most people are familiar with, at least the people listening to this podcast. Right. They would usually hole up in a mountain cave, hoard treasure, and kidnap virgin maidens. Not unlike, you know, Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk. (laughs) 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 These dragons were either depicted as being mere beasts or clever villains who would terrorize villages' livestock or seek tribute from the peasants under threat of destruction. Yes, also like Bezos or Elon. We'll be right back with more Pet Candy. Hi, this is Shay, and I want to tell you about my new show on Pet Candy, Cooking with Shay. I make vegan eating easy and fun. Check it out on Pet Candy TV. So the Chinese dragon, being the other one you held in your mind's eye upon mere mention, uh, is depicted as having a serpentine body with four legs but no wings. Yeah, they usually just kind of climb about the sky. Uh, often, they have very distinct bestial faces, mm-hmm. usually with mustaches, beards, and horns, and usually antlers mm-hmm. is the, the common. Yeah, yeah. These dragons are considered sacred creatures that have lived for untold years and wield immense wisdom, often in the realm of mor- morality. Uh, they're, you know, seen as extremely enlightened creatures. Uh, typically, they are bright colors from reds, oranges, and greens. And while they possess no wings, like you said, they are often depicted as floating through some sort of supernatural means. In very Chinese fashion, exuding both grace and power. You know, in equal measure. They're the 
Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild Dragons. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild Dragons. Yes. That's their full name. <laughs> That's their Christian name. The one they got when they accepted Jesus Christ as their savior. Yes. From there, we can break these dragons down into smaller groups based on body type and geographic background. Wyverns are much like European dragons in appearance, but instead of a front set of legs, they have wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, these bipedal dragons are rarely known for breathing fire, but instead sport a barbed tail or a stinger that delivers a deadly toxin. Uh, wyverns are often used in European heraldry and are generally regarded as less intelligent than traditional European dragons, often appearing smaller in size, but still very large creatures. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is yeah, there's like a dragon You didn't know about the singer, but, I mean, we both play Monster Hunter. Uh, and if you think of the Rathalos or Rathian, which are <gasps> classic wyverns. Oh, my God, you're right. They do both have, yeah. Well, that's my go-to armor. <laughs> Is Rathian armor? Yes. It makes you look like a princess. It does, like a warrior queen. It's good armor. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, a lot of times you'll hear people use wyverns kind of interchangeably with dragons. But, you know, as I'm talking about... It's not quite the case, yeah. but that, that happens for a lot of these different types of dragons. So lindworms are serpentine dragons with uh, only two front limbs and no wings. So you can see I'm stripping away body parts at this point. We're I counting see down. That. They're popular in Germanic areas. This creature would slither along the ground, pulling itself forward with its powerful claws, similar to the movements of a mole lizard, which strikes a very similar look. If you've never looked up a mole lizard, go look it up. I've never seen a mole lizard. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> it's kind of like a worm lizard. It has these... It sounds cute. It has these two front claws that it uses to help dig around under the ground. The Mexican mole lizard. Mm-hmm. Oh, it looks like a wiener. Yeah, kind of like a wiener. They do have back legs, but they're like vestigial. They, they're not even visible from the outside. So picture a snake with little baby arms. Basically, a little baby arm snake. Oh my gosh. Now, a linorm is one of those, but like 50 foot long, and it doesn't look like a penis. Oh. Yeah, I know. Well, we can't have it all, right? First world problems, am I right? <laughs> linorms are often lumped in with worms or worms, mm -hmm. uh, which appear much the same, but without the front legs. And that's spelled W-Y-R-M, not Right, or W-U-R-M. Ooh. Worm and worm. Uh, and those are also sometimes used sort of interchangeably, just like different synonyms for dragons, like all of these things. Right. But they are talking about different things. They are technically a separate kind. So right. much like a giant snake with a dragon head, mm -hmm. uh, they were also lumped in with sea serpents, uh, particularly the nucker, which was said to eat cattle as well as human corpses and could be found underneath a church's graveyard feasting on the bodies beneath. Ooh, that is spooky and wonderful. <laughs> yeah, so imagine a dragon snake that just kind of eats your dead relatives oh after you gosh, bury them. I will always think of that. <laughs> when you bury me, I want you to be like, you will make good worm food. And then people will be like, oh, that's, well, that's horrible. And it's like, no, no, W-U-R-N. The black And they're like, oh, cultured. <laughs> uh, so much like a wyvern, the word drake is often used as a synonym for a dragon. Right. Uh, but is actually a class distinct from the rest. Drakes are four-legged dragons without wings. <laughs> so like Odogaron. Well, okay, now Monster Hunter makes everything a wyvern, and that's not the truth, and I don't think that thing is even draconic in nature, period. Odogaron? Yeah, Odogaron is almost like some sort of dog or something. He makes, like, weird hyena noises, too. For people that don't play Monster Hunter, they're very confused what the hell we're talking about right now. It just says it's a quadrupedal. 
Yeah. Drakes are one of the smaller types of dragons, often being a little larger than a horse. Uh, they are stout and simple beasts that resemble a giant monitor lizard if it had sharp teeth and armored scales. Same. <laughs> some are said to breathe fire, and in some fantasy settings, even ice. Ooh, yeah. we love an ice dragon. An ice dragon. I don't know why I did that voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you did. Amphitiers are another serpentine type of dragon, similar to Linarm in appearance, but with often feathered wings or sometimes leathery bat wings. Uh, so this is sounding more like... Quetzalcoatl. Quetzalcoatl, right. Uh, she would be classified as an amphitier. If feathered, they tend to have a lightly colored plumage and are compared to the color of a sunrise. Plumage, sunrise. <laughs> Those words I used... Same. <laughs> ...together in a sentence, and it was everything you've We're ever wanted. We're talking about dragons, not me. Okay. Okay. Though prominent in the Americas, they have uh, also seen wide usage as European heraldry and are actually very similar to classic African dragons. Okay, you know, I've never heard of an African dragon. Yeah, but like I said, everybody's got them. That's true. Everybody's got them. Except Antarctica. Except Antarctica. Anyone I listening mean, from I Antarctica guess, is like, unsubscribe. Yeah, somebody is listening from Antarctica right now. Right. If you really consider it, I guess, Antarctica did used to house dinosaurs, which could be kind of like dragons. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, especially, you know, I mean, talking about like amphitiers and that sort of thing, these like flying serpents, that was a whole like archetype of dinosaur. Ooh. You know, these little feathered snakes, essentially, that would leap from tree branch to tree branch. Oh my God, I love, I want one. I don't know what they're called, but well, we're going back to Monster Hunter again, but then they're in Monster Hunter World. Mm -hmm. and they're just kind of endemic life that you can observe. Yeah, you can catch them and put them in your room. Yeah, and they just kind of walk around and act like chickens. Yeah, and they're so Ready? Yeah, that's kind of what a wyvern is. It's just, yeah, it's if just it a battle have, chicken. <laughs> battle chicken. It's a big-ass scaly chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the old art for wyverns, by the way, really does make them look like a, just a fire-breathing chicken. I love that. Oh, which is kind of where you get these... Coming soon to a Facebook or Instagram post near you. <laughs> you get these creatures that are sort of like subdivided in wyverns, like the cockatrice or the basilisk, mm -hmm. which are kind of just like more chicken-like wyverns. <laughs> and, you know, they're smaller than regular traditional wyverns. And they usually have like a either a, a stare that will turn you to stone or like a poisonous bite that will kill you or turn you to stone. Uh, there's a lot of... Th those words get thrown around a lot more than just things like wyvern and that sort of deal. Right, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much anybody has free use to those words and they will slap them onto any monster. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the Witcher, both the show, the books, the games, what have you, all feature basilisks and cockatrice and that's essentially... Yeah. They're just small asshole wyverns. Basilisks are, are, are different than you would expect them to be. <laughs> well, I mean, Harry... Potter had a basilisk, right? But it was pretty much just a giant snake. Yeah, pretty which, much. Which is another sort of form. Sometimes if you were to like Google basilisk, you'll get one half chicken dragons, one half big snake. One half big snake is my new punk rock band. TM, 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 There are too many books, video games, and media in general to reference that mention some form of dragon. And each instance involves unique individuals as human as any other character in the story. Often, these are evil tyrants, powerful forces of destruction, or sometimes just grumpy old creatures that seek solitude and nothing more. Same. That's why I like dragons, is that they're just these grumpy old men who just don't want you in their cave. 
And I just want to be a pretty unicorn. But for real, though, everybody, can we just talk about how great Brave Paws is? We got a free sample. We did. We're going to be completely transparent with you. We did. We got some free stuff, and it works. Yeah, I was a little surprised. Like, I'm not going to lie. You get this stuff, and it's doesn't really seem like a typical pet treat, right? Right. But we gave it to our pets, and they gobbled them right up. They do. <laughs> they do. And it's nice because it's like you give so many pills per pound. So you don't have to buy like three different sizes. You know, our little guy gets a half of one. Our big one gets three. Right. And he loves it. He takes them like a treat. Now being plant-based, you're kind of like, ooh, are they going to like it? Right. That's what I'm saying. It's it's like, it's dry and sort of leafy. And it, like I said, it just doesn't, normally when you get a pet treat, it's kind of like moist and squishy. Mm -hmm. But you know, they don't usually eat those, I found. Well, that's because ours are extremely picky, which is why it was so surprising they ate these. Exactly. All... and we we got we got more than one dog. We're gonna be for real with y'all. But uh they eat it and they eat it well. Yeah, and it worked. It does. We live in the deep south, aka Satan's armpit, and it storms and rains at least once a week. Like at least once a week we're under some kind of watch. Like a hurricane watch, that's a Tuesday. And our dogs are weenies, so when it starts like with the lightning and the rain and everything, mm-hmm. they freak out. So they do. They do. We, we really put these to the test. Right. And I did not think that they would work like they did. Exactly. As well as they do. And this is a non-prescription. You don't have to go to the vet and get it. It's not going to knock them out. It's not a sedative. It's just a calming support. And it does. We had lightning hit very close to our house. Within a mile. It rattled yeah. our windows. It was scary. I was even scared. I love bad weather. And we gave everybody their happy pills and (laughs) they put their brave paws on and everybody laid down and went to sleep and it was fun. Yeah. So like we don't have to do this part of the commercial, right? Like we've done the ad read and we've goofed around, but like this is, we wouldn't lie to you. We would at least not not record this part if, if it didn't work and we didn't actually Exactly. And we're both in the animal industry and we have been for years and years. So we would not tell you about a product if we did not believe in it ourselves. Yeah, it absolutely worked for us. So maybe it'll work for you. Go check it out. Mybravepaws.com. Go put your brave paws on. Brave paws. Give your pet the courage they need to weather the storm. My favorite depiction of dragons is in the game Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, where the dragons of that world are not native, but beings from another world chased to the point of extinction who possess more than muscle and fire. Uh, More complex creatures. Uh, A dragon's eye or even a scale is imbued with such magical power that it can thwart off deadly poison or grant immeasurable might. Even in death, a dragon from this setting can be reborn from the height of their slayers, forged into armor, possessing their killer's body and reshaping it back into their draconic form. Yeah, they're they're like these super mythical beasts. And in European lore, they're not. Mm -hmm. You know, they're kind of just big lizards that people have to fight. Yeah. But in things like Chinese, Japanese uh, mythos, in specifically Native American, like with the Mm -hmm. Aztecs and that sort of thing, these creatures are akin to gods. Yeah. You know, these sacred beings that have come down to interact with us because they are bored or had the displeasure of running into us. <laughs> what would you say is your favorite sort of depiction of a dragon? Aesthetically, probably a wyvern. 
I just think they look cool, and in animation, when they charge at you, they do that, like, scuttle thing, and it's creepy, and I like it. Yeah. Uh, Smog is talked about as being a dragon, but he is technically a wyvern. Right. Um, Smog is number one. Smog is number one? I mean, there were bigger dragons than Smog. And yeah, own, and Smog, like, the um, Hobbit made Oh, Smog God, I can't like... ever say his name right, but it was, like, Ankangalon or Ankalong or something. Yeah, I'm not he sure. He was a dragon so big that he lifted himself over the horizon using the tops of mountains, one in each hand. Like, that's how big he was. That if he were to, like, stand up on his hind legs his head would breach into outer space. Wow. It's this massive, unimaginable dragon. The entirety of Smog's body could have fit inside of his mouth, and he wouldn't have even pinched his sides with his teeth. Oh. Like, he could eat Smog like an M&M, essentially. Oh, Smog. Oh. Yeah, oh. Smog. <laughs> in, his own, in his own book, Smog wasn't even shit. There are many ideas on where dragons could have come from. Having no clear point of origin makes it difficult for scholars to find an answer that is universally uh, applicable. Some have suggested migrating crocodiles or massive pythons, mm-hmm. which, I mean, you know, physically. I can see it, right? yeah. Uh, but it's actually believed to be an inherited fear of snakes that uh, have shaped these creatures into massive fire-breathing monsters. Something sort of left over from our caveman days where we knew snakes or big lizards to be dangerous. Sure. Um, which is why we, in our stories, usually howls a dragon in something like a mountain cave or, mm-hmm. you know, one of these places where, you know, are very dangerous and will often be home to snakes. <laughs> that's, you know, that's true. And you had said in um, in the unicorn episode, the stylized pictures of a snake flicking its tongue, they right. make it look like a flame. Yeah, uh, be- because of sort of the art style of it, which was like this really sort of simplistic, but... I don't know, fancy way mm-hmm. of drawing. Yeah, did did make the snake's tongue look like a, a gout of flame. A, mm-hmm. a lot of times they wouldn't even connect it with the mouth. Right. Uh, because of that style. Because they were situated along just other creatures, it'd be written in these, these bestiaries. Yeah. It would be ambiguous as to their size. True. Uh, and then you kind of add in things about... Yeah, proportions about, weren't really... Yeah, por- proportions weren't super important. I, I don't think the guy that first drew the snake in that style was like... One day, someone's going to confuse these with a whole other ass creature. Right. But, you know, you'd get these stories about sea serpents and stuff at sea and how massive they were Mm -hmm. because it's hard to judge distance over the ocean like that. Yeah. Uh, It it was easy to confuse them for something much larger. Dragons live for unimaginable lengths of time. That seems to be a common tread, you know, or or thread within these, these mythos. That was the saddest part of Puff the Magic Dragon. When they're like, dragons live forever, but not so little boys. Oh, damn. Yeah. (laughs) Man, dragons live a long time. Too bad your little boy is going to die extremely soon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because you're in the Middle Ages and the average lifespan is like 22. (laughs) Yeah, that's very old. Right, you're an old man. You've seen your great, great, great grandchildren at that point. (laughs) So dragons live for these unimaginable spans of time. Uh, Some myths say hundreds or even thousands of years. Mm -hmm. And others say that the firstborn dragon is still alive to this day. Oh, that's what I want to believe. I like in the Pathfinder setting, dragons, after they get up to like 10,000 years or some ridiculous number, they are often, you know, depicted as prideful creatures in a lot of things. Oh, almost always, yeah. Uh, But I mean, you take a big, powerful lizard. I mean, yeah, I'd be proud of me, too. 
I'm uh, proud of you. I wish I was a big, powerful lizard. Oh, I like you just how you are, hon. <laughs> they will fly off to a place that is unknown and undocumented, that is sort of like a dragon graveyard, where they will just wait for death. Because they are too prideful to be seen as, you know, in a, in a weakened state. Oh my god. Yeah, so, but I, I, I think that's very cool. Although sad, very cool. It's poignant as fudge. Their kind have been revered as gods and sought after for their boundless wisdom. But they've also been demonized. Hunted for glory, slain for honor and title. It is this juxtaposition... Good These word. ideas that bring me to my last quote by a dragon named Horace Velkar. When approached by the sons of man seeking forgiveness and slaying his kin, men die and their children forget. But we are everlasting. To us, then is now. Thou canst not comprehend the violation, the outrage, the fury. Okay, so there's people that like want to live forever, want to live an obnoxiously long time. To me... That sounds awful. Yeah. Um, I do not want to be an immortal creature. I mean, well, you know me. I made a whole D&D character who is immortal, and oh. that is his, like, flaw. That it, he he is tired of living. <laughs> he did not even go through thousands of years. Right. It did not take long for him to get tired of humans and the world that we all live in. Same, though. Right. I don't know. I guess if I had, like, an on-off switch, I'd be like, actually, I'm done now, and then just kind of mm-hmm. be done with it then yeah, I'd, I'd choose to live for as long as I want to live. But yeah, it not being able to sort of turn that off and just be like, well, I'm not going to die of old age anytime soon, mm-hmm. I think would be too much. Uh, I mean, a thousand years is such a long time. That's a time. long time. That is a long time. And, and the dragons in these myths live, you know, many times that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, but that's, you know, that's why they're kind of usually seen as these wizened creatures. They've had all this time to accumulate right. this knowledge and to, to see things on a grander scale, you know, uh, not not so focused on your own life. Mm-hmm. If, the, if you live that long and you're that powerful to not really have to worry about, you know, other predators, you can sit back and, and see the world kind of more for what it is than your own sort of skewed view. Yeah. And there's different kinds. What is it like? The red dragons or evil, the gold dragon? Well, yeah, you're going back to like D&D and Pathfinder. Uh, yeah, you have the metallic dragons are usually assholes and the chromatic dragons are usually pretty cool. Metal dragons being things like gold, silver, copper, brass, and the chromatic being colors. So right. Red, blue, green. Oh, wait, no, I got those mixed up. The metallic dragons are good. The chromatic dragons are bad. I was going to say, I thought that red dragons yeah, were no, not nice. <laughs> My bad, I got those mixed up. Especially I got some lowly in, adventurer uh, killed. Hannibal, uh, red dragon was not nice. Well, that was just a psychopath. Yeah, I like him, though. <laughs> uh, that's probably, like, the most common depiction of a dragon is, right. like, a red wyvern. Right, yeah, just a red dragon. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite kind of dragon? I actually really enjoy the European, uh, the traditional European style of dragons. Really? That's my favorite shape. Mm -hmm. Um, Not necessarily my favorite sort of mythos that they inhabit. Right. Because like I said, in that, they're kind of just like beasts. Mm -hmm. If they have intelligence, it's usually, you know, no more than an average human's. And they just use it to be assholes, essentially. (laughs) So. So they're cats. Yeah, they're kind of like cats. I actually, I'd, I'd completely stand with that. Dragons with the personality of cats. Oh my gosh, like Toothless? 
Okay, well, that's like a silly haha cat. I'm talking about like just a cat as a cat is in nature, <laughs> which is to say an asshole. <laughs> well, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I, I could obviously talk about uh, dragons much more, uh-huh. but I feel like if I don't sort of do it in conceivable like chunks, uh-huh. um, I'll go on far too long. So this was just kind of about the different types of dragons. I'll, I'll talk about particular dragons. I could do a, a whole episode on each of those dragons I oh, named sure. earlier yeah, because so there's a very is... rich uh, amount of lore for you know creatures like Nidhogger or... You know, Vritra. Right. This dragons is just kind general. of dragons as a whole. Yeah, dragons, dragons 101. 101. Yeah. So, <laughs> With Professor Dragons Palmer. in our world. Yeah. Dragons and you. We'll be right back with more Pet Candy. I love my fur babies so much. But when they're stressed out, it makes me stressed out. Mine hate loud noises like thunderstorms and fireworks, and sometimes they just don't want to be left home alone. To help keep your dogs calm in moments of stress, use Brave Paws Anxiety and Stress Support Chewables for dogs. These plant-based chewables promote calm behavior with natural ingredients that have been clinically studied. Did I mention they're fast-acting and non-drowsy? I especially love that the natural ingredients are sustainably sourced. How cool is that? Want to learn more? Check out mybravepaws.com. Your dog will be happy you did. So everybody, so don't forget, we are going to be doing another giveaway. We're going to be giving away a copy of my friend Victoria Shade's book, Dog Friendly. It's so good. It's such a feel good, just a good, good book. Like definitely, even if you don't win it, you should still buy it. But, like, you could still win it, though. And we've also got some more little things. Um, We've got, like, some scrapbook-like things about pets where you can put in pictures of your dog and stuff um, and write about them. It's kind of like a baby book. Like a baby book. But for your baby pets. We don't we don't do baby like humans. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like, if you want kids, great. Like, we're, we're good, though. Next Whoa. week. It's Shark Week. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did So you know that. what I'm going to talk about, Clay. Sharks. Specifically the Megalodon. Trucks. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> We're really tired. <laughs> but I thought the Megalodon wasn't a crypt. They still exist. They do still exist. And I'm going to convince you why next week. You cannot. Watch me. All right. All right. Well... Next week, get ready for the biggest, baddest motherfucker in the entire ocean. Older, older than anything, except maybe dragons, Megalodon. All right, everybody. Well, we love you and we're proud of you. Whatever you've done this week, we're proud of you. You guys are great. Oh, you want me to say something? Yeah, say something else. Um, Don't slay dragons. Slay Jeff Bezos. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. Bye, everybody. Pet Candy. Pet Candy. It's Pet Candy Radio. Radio.